0: I mean, does it feel like OU Texas week yet to anybody? Someone? Anyone? I know Monday was for morning. I know Tuesday was basically that as well. I Wednesday? Can we finally get there, Parker Thune? Or are we still going to like just kind of mope around until
1: Friday and finally realize it's OU Texas. I, 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 I'm think just wondering. Most, I think most folks are determined to mope around until Saturday at 11 a.m.
0: Oh my god the the final hour of the rush yesterday we gave like our early week feel on this game I, I picked Texas to win my early week feel I thought oh, OU might keep this game close you know that was kind of my thought is Texas win but gonna be closer than what most people think and you thought oh my god they're gonna win 70 to nothing what are you talking about it's like 25% of the fan base is just convinced that Texas is going to win 70-3 on Saturday and we don't even need to pay attention to this thing. So I'm just curious, I guess, to open up the show today uh, if, if people actually feel like this is OU Texas week or not. If, 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 that's a, if that's a thing this week or not, we got to wait
1: till Friday or even Saturday morning. It won't officially feel like OU Texas week until we get another Matthew McConaughey monologue. By the way, can we celebrate yes, one please. year since this iconic moment? I trolled right this here. on our Twitter page last year after the game. That was a fun moment. Yeah, we're, for me. Uh, this is one of these things that's going to be trolled for years and decades to come. It's just too easy. Longhorn Nation,
2: MOC McConaughey here. Yes, it's time to head to Dallas and kick some OU backside, you know what I'm talking about. You know they're going to be bringing their best this Saturday. They're not going to give it to us. We have to go there and take it from them. You are part of that taking the victory from them. It is an all-hands-on-deck operation. I hate him for so bornation. much. Let's make it happen. Can you drown out their fans? Uh, Can you that much louder? Can uh, you believe more than they do? Uh, Can you have... More horns up than they do down. Er, Yes, you can. No, you can't. Remember, appreciate them putting the horns down. You know why? It's a compliment to us. It means they hate us more than they love themselves. We're making fun of you, Matthew. (laughs) It's really easy. Go there and have the freedom and have the power to have more spirit. Why are you wearing Those sunglasses fans
0: indoors, fans, by the way, Matthew? You know I don't there's going to be
2: times in this game that we're going to be down, we're going to need a stop, we're going to be yep. on our heels. Yeah, that was and Exactly when our team needs you the most. Mm. This is when you've got to dig deep and find the energy that's going to give our team the energy to play their best. Oof. Look, we're Texas, all right? And yep. he blew this
1: a 28-7 lead
0: last year, Matthew! Wednesday. 28-7 in the first quarter. And the you blew it.
2: For America and the uh, just who the hell we are.
0: D- okay. Do you not hate them? I, d- I don't know. Over. The text line saying, let no, I'm still sad. It's not OU Texas we Week coming. just yet. Let let Does know that, know that, that we get we anybody all all in the mood? Better. Was that the reminder you enough? So. That D-bag no. McConaughey, how much you hate those guys? Come on, listen to this dude.
1: Flick your own
2: switch.
1: Oh, that's the best part right there. Hold up, hold up, hold up.
0: Flick your own switch. <laughs> Flick your own switch. That could be taken in more than so. one way. That's interesting. Uh,
1: all right, Flick yeah, your own switch. Thanks, MOC. Flick your own switch. Have more horns up than they do horns down. That's the message from Matt I'm just hoping
0: that you play in that. Like People like find the hate again. Like They get rid of the depression and the sadness over the past two weeks, and you replace that with the hate that you have for those guys. Which, by the way... If the University of Texas was gonna have a official spokesman, Matthew McConaughey, God, is he not perfect for how <laughs> D bag of a fan base university that place is?
1: Oh, it's a oh, it just fits. Text perfectly. line reaction. I love you guys, LMAO. No, no, this is incredible. God. This made me throw up in my mouth. I have never been more excited for OU Texas. Why? Because I am one of the many uncommon fans going to do my part, B V and Boys going There to we roll. go.
0: Okay, thank you, Parker. You got everyone like kinda engaged again and on how much you hate these guys, all right?
1: That D bag is a scumbag. Uh, never watch his movies. That's OU architect. 405 Bison says, oh, OU will be fine. I have a controversial idea for all the Karen Sooner fans crying right now. They could shut the expletive up. And that's kind of
0: you know where I'm trying to find the positivity or like the hope that OU can keep this game close and, and have a, a chance to win at the end. You know what it rests on, Parker? What's that? The fact that they're playing Texas here. The fact that they're a 3-2 team and they're going up against a head coach that has a sub-500 record uh, since he started coaching there in Austin. Like, let's not act like this is the 2005 or the 2009 Texas Longhorns you're facing. Like, By Big 12 standards, this is a very average team. And make no mistake about it, if you figure out to win this, figure out a way to win this game on Saturday, like, I think that this is going to be maybe the defining moment in the Steve Sarkeesian era. Again, he's what, 8 and 9? I think so far as a head coach after yep. a 5 and 7 year last year, I f- adamantly believe, man that if OU can just find a way, easier said than done, if they find a way to win this game on Saturday, I think Texas could trend towards another 5-7 and seven season really, really quick, dude, because they have already have two losses. That'll give them three, and they haven't played the toughest portion of the conference just yet. They'll get a home game against Iowa State that they should win, even though they've had issues with that three-star culture, uh, or whatever they call themselves, three-star program here recently, yeah. they still got to go to Kansas State. They still got to go to Oklahoma State. They still got to play Baylor. They still got to play TCU. You, you get the point. Like You have an opportunity here to land the knockout blow on Texas season again for, what, at least the third consecutive year. You land the knockout blow to Texas – They might not be going to a bowl game this year. I'm I'm serious, man. Like, we talk about how big of a spot this is for OU, and it's true. This is a massive, like, must-win scenario, no excuses for Texas. There's a lot more pressure on Texas entering this game than there is OU. And if anyone's been watching this program now for the past decade, that program doesn't respond all that well when all the pressure is on their sideline. So where do I... Where where am I to have the positivity that, oh, you can keep this game close? On that, that all the pressure is on Texas' sideline on Saturday. And I don't think that they deal with that situation very well.
1: Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, <laughs> this is outstanding. It's popping off. Uh, the best reason for optimism is that Texas doesn't have a QB run threat. Well, that's true. Well, not to uh, the level
0: that the past two teams have had. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm down
1: with that. No. Uh, Sooner Ryan says, I cannot stand Matthew McConaughey and I cannot stand the Texas Longhorns boomer freaking Sooner. OU 34, Texas 27. Pastor Andy from Broken Arrow says, Jesus said that we were supposed to love our enemies, but I confess to you today, Wednesday of OU Texas week, that I hate Texas. Thank you, Pastor.
0: Yes. That, and that's the message that I want to
1: have on this Wednesday afternoon service. Zach it's okay says, to Texas. we need a shot-for-shot shot remake of the McConaughey UT rant, but done by Teddy for OU. By the way, I, I, I didn't ask you. So... I tuned into the rush at like 4:30 after getting my groceries on Monday. Yeah, and the text line was like popping off about how they needed to come to Teddy's defense about something. What? What? What was that situation? Um, I you just
0: had the text line just saying like, can he be at all be critical about Brent Venables? He was he was in a bad way. No, the past Teddy two was days. like
1: beefing with a fan though, or something like because he was on remote. Oh, oh, okay. So <laughs> I played
0: the uh, Josh Pate clip about it looked like basically a bunch of fans were coaching. Josh paid to 24-7 sports, basically said, and I rolled into it at the top of the hour, that what OU looked like on Saturday is what it would look like if us fans were coaching a team, which – Sent Teddy over the top, as you can imagine. I mean, it's literally the most disrespectful thing that Josh Pate could have said about this coaching staff, and he said it. Okay. And then, I guess, he was at, <laughs> he was at Newcastle <laughs> Casino, and some guy just like walked by and said something about Brent Venables or something while like, during the middle of the segment, and Teddy called him a jackass. So, it spiraled out of control in a hurry. Also, I love that you go and get your groceries at 4.30 on a Monday.
1: Yeah, it's about the that. only time I have
0: to go get groceries.
1: Um, uh, Jay from Medill says, Tyler is the best opponent hater I've ever heard. Yes, thank you. And I love it. Let's there you go, go, Tyler.
0: He also said sunshine pumper in there. I, hey, what you call it whatever you want. I just I'm just trying to give some people some reason. My God, it's Wednesday of OU Texas week. Can we act like it, please? I mean, Uh, you do have a chance to win this game. You may not think it's a great chance, but there is a chance here. Remember who you're playing on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it's Texas, and they have found some pretty legendary ways to screw games and seasons up over the last decade or so. We do have at least one McConaughey stand on the text line. Love his passion for his team, his school and football. We need that
0: passion. No, we don't. We don't need anything. We don't need anything for Matthew McConaughey, please. Keep him as far away as possible. Keep him in the... uh, the uh, sideline of the Texas basketball games as he acts like he's going to draw up a play with 30 seconds for Texas to win. Keep him over there. No, I'm, I don't need him around here, please. On the text line once again.
1: St. Peter will say, and all you ever hated on earth was T.U. You may enter, my son. <laughs> I,
0: I love this. This is great. Uh, I'm
1: pretty sure I've seen that on a t-shirt somewhere. Really? For if, Weekend. if not, we need to make one. Uh, 1996. Remind everyone of 1996. We are far better than the Sooner team oh, in '96. You mean the team that was a 21-point dog
0: and won the game outright? Which, by the way, that kind of uh, 1996. I, I, I'm trying to figure out like what definitely has to happen for OU to win on Saturday. And I'm pretty convinced, Parker, that they're going to have to have like a big special teams play or really a non-offensive score to win this game. Um, 1996, Jerrell Jackson, 51-yard punt return. That really got the comeback going in the fourth quarter. There's been a uh, lot of big special teams plays yeah. over the years. Well,
1: and, and if you just want to start from the top, you want to start with the most basic thing, the most obvious thing, OU has to score first on Saturday. Y- yeah. Has to. Y- yeah. Especially yeah. if there's no Dylan game. They're
0: going to have to control the tempo and the pace of this game, which yeah. is interesting, isn't it? Because <laughs> OU's been a team that... Wants to go tempo, go fast. And a lot of times, I'm sitting out there in the stands, Parker, and I they pick up a first down. I'm like, come on, let's go, 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 tempo, 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 let's go. I don't think I'm going to be saying that on Saturday. No. Like uh, The way that Kansas State played OU, I feel like, not identical,
1: but like OU's going to have to slow down the game like Kansas State did on Saturday. Interesting. We have two sides of the same coin on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. This listener says, I am bringing two of my friends who are Texas fans. We are sitting in the OU section. Will they be safe? No. And then we had another listener say, somehow my seating got screwed up for the RRS. I'm sitting on the 30-yard line on Texas's side with my parents. Is this a good omen or a bad omen? Well, you're going to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's
0: probably not going to be a great experience unless OU gets on top early and they stay on top, which in that case you've got to I, – I, I know that we're quoting scripture here today, Parker, in the first segment, but don't you got to flip the double birds every time OU scores and they stay ahead in this game? You might just have to if you're going to be sitting on yeah. the Texas side of the stadium. Hey, more
1: scripture. My add-on to Pastor Andy – to the arrogant I say, boast no more, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horns. Psalm 75-4. I have definitely seen that on a t-shirt OU yeah, Texas that weekend. comes from a listener in the 405. Uh, OU Architect says, Parker, if Tyler's confidence doesn't get you pumped for this game, you are as dead as your previous car. <laughs> Listen, the Taurus is not dead, okay? And if OU loses this game on Saturday, I might have no choice but to make the exchange and bring it back. And dump the White Buffalo. but you, No, I agree. Tyler's confidence should be enough to get everybody pumped for this game. If you're not already, which I don't know why you wouldn't be, Saturday, OU Texas Day, it's the best day of
0: the year. I heard you uh, talking about traffic earlier, uh, uh, which Denton is – Denton on Friday of OU Texas is the worst Denton's place the worst. on earth. Denton in general is just, um, just a slight humble brag here. I will not be dealing with OU traffic, OU Texas traffic on Friday while I make my way down to Dallas. Uh, I will be flying over uh traffic. Oh, you got season. a helicopter uh, may or may not be riding on a PJ a private jet down to the game oh. on Friday yeah you know oh, okay yeah. it's it's a nice to have uh, okay good friends sometimes I, I, I don't know. first trip on a uh, private jet 35 minutes from OKC to Dallas 35 minutes wow, 35 fast. minutes yes. Thank God I don't have to deal with Ditton on Friday. I've dealt with it 17 OU Texas trips before, but trip number 18 I'm not going to have to deal with. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You
1: said private jet, so yeah. we're not talking private plane. We're talking private
0: jet. Well, like, I, I, it's not going to be like a 757 up there where there's six people in this massive jet. Okay, Tyler, I mean,
1: this, is, <laughs> it, this is the type of situation where you're not supposed to downplay it. I do, actually, I, supposed to I, have it no yes, like. I have no idea what the Yes, it's a 757. I have
0: no idea what it looks like. I'm just, yeah, don't have to deal with the traffic this year. I'm sure text line's not going to make fun of me for that. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. What, there's probably about 150 texts that just rolled in a lot. during that segment. We'll talk about the big recruiting weekend that it is for OU on Saturday. And Bob Stoops said something interesting regarding how much emphasis he used to put on this weekend in recruiting in the past. Uh, we'll talk about that more next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. They're listening to us worldwide via the Ref app. Metairie, Louisiana. Phoenix, Arizona. Kathleen, Georgia. That's an interesting uh, town okay. name. Okay, okay. Springfield, Missouri. Matthews, North Carolina. And your Oklahoma small town of the day. God bless Mrs. Selman. Ufala, Oklahoma. There is, we go. Uh, checking in today. So, there we go. Appreciate it. Uh, just search KREF in the App Store. And especially if you're heading down to Dallas for uh, OU Texas Week, you, you, you cross the Red River and you still want to hear the best coverage of the Sooners right here on the ref. Just uh, plug us up uh, in your car on your smartphone via the ref app for pre and post game coverage as well. Uh, pre game will be on from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then postgame, we'll be on from 3.30 to 5.30 after the game. So come check us out this uh, Friday and Saturday at the Omni Downtown in uh, downtown Dallas. It's going to be a lot of fun. Got some T-shirts to give away. We were even designing some uh, buttons for people to wear on Saturday. We got T-shirts, we've got koozies, and we're even going to have nice, uh, I think they're going to say, like, I believe in Brent buttons. So maybe Parker will wear one on the field on Saturday. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we'll get him to. You're going to be uh, at the Omni uh, joining me at 2 o'clock on Friday, correct? That is
1: correct. I will be there 2-3 to three for locked in. Nice.
0: Uh, big recruiting weekend for OU. Um, the headliner, at least one of the headliners, 2024 four-star quarterback Michael Hawkins. He's an OU legacy. And Yeah. Asked Bob Stoops yesterday, like, hey, it felt like you guys put a lot of emphasis on this weekend in the past as the home team. Um, is that reality? And he said yes, but... When you hosted recruits that weekend, and I don't know if it's changed from those days, but since it wasn't a home game, you couldn't actually talk to the recruits. You could only, like, wave at them, basically. And I don't know if that's still the same thing, but that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You are technically the home team. You get to have recruits, but you can't talk to him, Parker. You can only wave at them. Well, because they're not on your campus. I know. I, I just that's just I, it, that
1: that is. It. I understand. It's just dumb. Like there's a lot of there is a lot of dumb with regard to NCAA regulations. So I understand the frustration. But yeah, to my knowledge, I don't think that has changed. So. It uh, does kind of take a little bit of air out of the experience for recruits, but no, it'll, it'll be a big weekend for Oklahoma as far as that's concerned. Uh, Talked to Mike after his game on Friday night, and he said, yeah, look, I'll be there. It's the first opportunity my family has ever had to watch that game altogether, and uh, he's going to be bringing a bunch of his teammates as well. Nice. So it's going uh, to be a whole squad uh, event out at the Cotton Bowl, and Allen High School is one of those places where you'd like to have oh, yeah, some for sure. regular inroads.
0: Yeah, 100%. You know, the the panic factor has been very high this week, and if they lose on Saturday, it'll somehow be even higher. Monday of next week, you know, I, I even though this is, it's been a week since you've missed out on David Hicks, like... Thank God that you had the number six overall class in recruiting, because if you were sitting at like thirty-five overall or even outside the top fifteen, Parker, I feel like the uh, the massive overreactions about the staff would be a lot higher if you didn't have a top
1: eight class at this yeah, point. No joke. And by the way, um, I talked to PJ Adibare last night, Uh-oh. Who, is, who of course is the Sooners' highest-rated defensive commit right now, five-star kid, number thirty-five overall player in the nation. Because there had been some folks buzzing about whether he might decommit down the line, and there had been enough noise about it that I was like, okay, well, we need to shut this down. So called PJ, and we talked. And he was like – he was so confused by all of the decommitment talk. He was like, what? Who said that? He said, look – and we talked about how so many players see a team's struggles through the lens of opportunity. the opportunity that they have to come in and help reset the tone, to play right away, to change the culture. That's what PJ sees, man. He sees, look, that's a team that's struggling to put pressure on the quarterback. The way he sees it, look, I can go there. Year one, I can make an impact. I can have a freshman All-American type of season, and I can help reverse the course at Oklahoma. I don't see
0: Jackson Arnold decommitting. It's hard to see a guy, Parker, that's been – one of your best recruiters all of a sudden decommits kinda as we go down the stretch here to the first signing day. You just said PJ Atabare. There is nothing about what you heard from him last night that makes me think that he's gonna decommit. No,
1: there is not. Colton
0: Vossick, I mean, yeah, he he lives and he plays high school football in Austin. I just don't think that there's just some real just draw there to decommit and play for UT and Maybe he's the most likely out of the three guys that we mentioned. I just don't think that we're going to see a scenario where he decommits and goes to Texas. So everyone keeps asking us about your three defensive linemen and your quarterback. Will they decommit
1: if you start to lose more games? I mean, maybe. I just don't necessarily feel that way right now. No, I don't either. And with Vasek, obviously, I guess the one thing you kind of worry about is with him being an Austin kid, what is the peer pressure going to look like if Oklahoma just gets housed by Texas on Saturday. That's the one thing you can kind of worry about. But he didn't commit to Oklahoma because it's an elite program, which it is. But he committed to Oklahoma because of the respect he has for Brent Venables, his relationship with Miguel Chavis. It goes deeper than surface level with a guy like that. Sure, So less of a concern there. Uh, One listener on the text line says, Can Ted get some you-are-a-jackass buttons to pass out at his next remote? I think he would actually do that, yes. Oh, he definitely would. He needs to pass them out on Twitter, too. That's where he's uh, experiencing it the most right now. Another listener says, Parker, can I buy the Taurus? I need that mojo in my life. Yes, yes. Yes, you can. I will be more than happy to pass along the Taurus to a member of the KRF Army. DM me on Twitter, and we'll work out the They details. need to
0: replace the uh, ponies on the, with the Sooner Schooner with the uh, Taurus. Yeah, and no just joke. see if that can, like,
1: reverse things. Well, Taurus isn't going to tip over. We the, know this much. Yeah,
0: Taurus leaving tire, tire tracks
1: <laughs> in the uh, north end zone. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Maybe turn things around. Kyle and Broken Bow says October twelfth, nineteen 1996. The day Sooner football turned from something my dad loved into something I loved. Since that day when the Sooners are playing, I've either been listening, watching, or at the game. Regardless of circumstance, Saturday is special, boys. Anything can happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about upsets in this game, you start with that that one, especially from the OU side. But as you look back to you know th- this series since that game, you think, ah, man, yeah. it feels like when there's an upset since 96, it's Texas doing the upsetting not OU. But at the same time, Parker, it's been over a decade since Texas has been the betting yeah, favorite well, in this game.
1: And when it's Texas that's always doing the upsetting rather than OU, what does that speak to? The fact that OU is the vast majority of the time favorite in the football game. Yeah. So.
0: And, no, they, and they I, have
1: been I, recently. I think a lot of folks are interested to see how Oklahoma responds to being a legit underdog because technically they were an underdog last year in Stillwater it didn't really feel like it but for the most part this is uncharted territory the for last all time of these
0: guys. i can remember an ou team where the fans were let's just keep it close here don't really feel like they're going to win and i'm not comparing the two teams please do not misunderstand what i'm saying i'm just saying like the last time i felt this much negativity was the ohio state game in 2017 Oh, you won that game. I'm not comparing the two teams here, and I'm definitely not comparing the two quarterback situations. But the question was, you know, when was the last time we felt like this? And that, that was it,
1: five years ago. So for basically everybody in that locker room, this is not something that they've had to deal with before. And we got the chance to talk to a few players last night I kind of prodded them with that question. Hey, what like what changes for you guys in terms of morale, in terms of mindset, in terms of mentality, being the underdog this week, as opposed to the favorite, like is almost always the case in Oklahoma. And, you know, it's just it's a lot of company lines, but you can tell it adds a little bit of motivation to the table. And how much is that worth in the end? I don't know. But if there's one thing we can say with absolute certainty about this game, it's that we never get the game that we're expecting no doubt. when these two teams hit the field. And it, that doesn't even necessarily mean a close game. Did anybody expect back in 2012 that Oklahoma was going to blow the doors off Texas in that football game? The
0: way uh, that they did? No. No, I don't think I did. Because cool. OU had just lost to Kansas State uh, right before that. So, no, I did not expect OU to blow the doors off Texas.
1: I did not expect that at all. This listener says, drive the tourists around the stadium solely for superstitious reasons. I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. There's like about 100,000 people
0: lined up around the Cotton Bowl. But if you're talking about Owen Field, that's, that's a whole lot more doable. I wonder how Texas fans are feeling going into this game. Now, they're the most arrogant bunch that uh, maybe exist in college football. Or at least they're the most arrogant bunch that doesn't have a reason to be arrogant. So maybe that's how they're rolling into this game. But I wonder if these sensible fans are going into this game, Parker, saying, like, all right, their quarterback situation's not great. We may have the better team here, but good God, it makes me nervous that we're a seven-point favorite and everyone expects us to win this game. I wonder how Texas fan feels heading into Saturday. I wonder if they're, like, super nervous about the spot that they're finding themselves in.
1: It seems as though, and I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a Texas fan, Seems as though, Or the, the Sperry's of a Texas fan is what you should say. <laughs> <laughs> it seems as though every time the arrogance has kind of gotten to a certain point over the last few years, Texas has very instantly been humbled. So maybe this is the humbling this weekend. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. And I don't know why there would be a ton of arrogance because you're 3-2 and two and you already lost to Texas Tech. But maybe you're still riding the emotional high of that moral victory. Over Alabama. I don't know. Texas fans are irrational. We know this.
0: Uh, text that line saying, change. no, that's
1: A&M. That they're the most arrogant with no real reason
0: to be arrogant whatsoever. It's it's, not, it's, it's one of those two programs. It's either A&M or Texas.
1: Take yeah, your pick. There they, are a lot of parallels to be had there.
0: 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Travis Davidson joins us coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Locked in with McComas, Thune and now Davidson. He joins us every single Wednesday at two thirty. He'll be on with me during the rush today from three to six. Travis Davidson joins us from the nine one eight. Uh, I guess you got to be one or the other, Travis. How are you feeling on this Wednesday of OU Texas week? Are you a uh, boomer doomer thinking they're going to lose seventy to three, or do you think OU actually has a chance to play uh, play well this weekend?
3: Um. I, I'm not full-blown boomer doomer, but I'm trying to be realistic, right? Um, I, I think it's, I think it's clear we're not just going to be able to line it up and just, you know, be the better team, um, you know, and, and run up a score on them. I think, as you guys have touched on, we got to have a big special teams play. We got to have a big defensive play. We got to, we got to, you know, take risks, you know, go for it on fourth down, maybe an onside kick, something like that to shake things up, bring a little chaos um to the mix but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because man there's just so many times in this rivalry where we've said you got to throw out the records and we've meant it and so often it's been Texas on the side of those upsets as you guys had mentioned but I mean you look at like 2015 for example OU's 11 and 1 our only regular season loss it's a playoff team our only regular season loss is to a Charlie strong five and seven Texas team that just got beat by TCU by 43 points the week before. So, I mean, it's this, this just, I don't know that this, this brings a whole different, uh, you know, wild card to it, but yeah, I'm, I'm not extremely confident. We'll put it that way. Yeah. I mean, it
0: obviously depends on who plays quarterback on Saturday, right? I mean, that can, if Dylan Gabriel somehow finds out or figures out a way that, that he can play. And I'm not saying that he's been great up to this point, but I still think he's your, uh, He's your best option. Here's a random question, Parker, about the offense. Gotcha. So what? two definitely three weeks ago, there was a hot debate about who your best running back was, and a, I think feel like most people were saying Marcus Major at the time. Is Eric Gray your second best player offensively as it sits currently? behind Marvin Mims?: Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah I mean, I'd, I'd probably <laughs> say crazy so. to think about Yeah, I'd probably say so. And uh, don't look now, but Javante Barnes making things real interesting as far as that RB2 battle goes, and that's a perfect example. And I'm trying to think of a situation of which with which you can draw an exact parallel, but Javante Barnes really capitalized from Marcus Major's absence on Saturday and was able to rack up 100 yards on 18 carries, found the end zone twice all of a sudden, Uh, he looks like the trendy new thing in the Oklahoma offense.
0: Well, it's like the position now that all of a sudden I think you feel best about. It's, you know, Travis, if Marcus Major can't play again on Saturday, like TCU, then I almost have the feeling of, well, I I expect Javante Barnes to roll right in there and be a really good running back, too, and they'll be just fine. What was once a question mark now kind of feels like maybe it's the strength of the team.
3: Yeah, well, it's interesting because – you know, our Kyle Umlang on, on Twitter, a, a big Texas stat guy. They're basically a knockoff version of OU's Blinken Riley. Um, uh, he brought up kind of a kind of a wild stat, right? You know, you talk about running games, and you know, but you've had a lot of explosive explosive offenses and award-winning, a number one quarterback. You know, play in this matchup. Um, the records for touchdowns and regulation. Uh, Casey Thompson, uh, as far as passing TDs, Casey Thompson in 2021, Sam Bradford in 2008, and Kyler Murray in 2018, all three of those lost. When you go over to most rushing TDs uh, in the Red River Shootout uh, in regulation, Quentin Griffin in 2000, Blake Bell in 2012, Sam Ellinger in 2018, they all won. So... It's wild that that you know whoever rushes the ball best seems to have the best win-loss record. I know it's not just as as cut and dry as that. As oh, if you've got you know more rushing touchdowns, they'll just give you the win right away. But it is indicative of kind of how this series has gone. So when you look at you know freshly minted hundred yard rusher Javante Barnes, you look at an Eric Gray that's eighth in the country right now in yards per carry. If he can get you know back up to speed, um, and then you know if if Dylan can't go for some reason. Um, You know, you look at maybe a Nick Evers that, uh, you know, 6'3", but he's got some wheels to him if he needs to get outside. One thing that I mentioned to Parker is we were down on the sideline, and this was, you know, a bit of a bad omen, I guess. But there were so many times throughout really the season, um, but specifically against TCU, where Dylan had the RPO um, and he, he was making his read and he always hands it off. it's almost like the opposite of Jalen Hurts. Like, Jalen felt like he kept it all the time. Like, Dylan has wide open spaces in front of him so often that I think I'd be interested to see the offense run uh, with, you know, even an Evers or something like that where they're, they're willing to pull it and, and run it because I think we could find some success there yeah D-
1: Dylan Gabriel pulls down the ball one time and gets speared Travis
3: he wasn't That's, okay this isn't the same so he, he when we were talking about it it was hey hold the uh, you know hold, hold the ball don't hand it off this his his more was a scramble type situation get up field completely different Parker don't regardless don't
1: we're line. blaming that on you yeah, I, I, we're blaming I, Dylan yeah. Gabriel's concussion on you.
3: I knew that. I knew that was coming. I should have seen. I should have seen that was a mile away. By the
0: t- uh, by, the way, the text line's like, "Hey guys, um, second best player, maybe Braden Willis. Just maybe, hey, hey, maybe." Hey, low
1: key golf clap for Braden Willis, man, because that dude has very quietly been perhaps the most consistently productive member of Oklahoma's offense all season. Yeah, and a uh, leader on
0: offense that they've uh, needed up to this yeah, point. Now, that's for sure.
1: Now. If Oklahoma is to win a football game this Saturday, Sands, Dylan, Gabriel, Braden Willis is one guy that's going to have to have a huge day.
0: I I agree. And text line Travis says, I still keep hoping we utilize the tight end more in our passing game. But, I mean, he did have a big play on Saturday, but I I understand what you mean here. You know, I think the tight ends could actually play a very big role Saturday. I really do because we all kind of know that, if Dylan Gabriel doesn't play, you're going to have to get creative. And no, I'm not calling for Braden Willis to line up in the Wildcat and you snap it to him eight or nine times, but you're going to have to do some creative things, and maybe he is involved with those creative things in the passing game. But on the flip side of that, I'm looking at what Texas has it tied in, and I know Sanders doesn't have just – you know, eight, nine touchdowns on the year, but he could be a potential matchup issue for this defense. So I would not be surprised at all if we're talking after the game of, dang, both these tight ends today had really, really good days.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I do think it gives you gives you that, that matchup issue. And we've had opportunities, right? I mean, we've, we've seen the ball glance off of hands. We've seen that. And, and really where – where I think the opportunity is for the tight ends is, just like we mentioned a minute ago, the run game has to be strong in this game. But the run game is so dependent on the blocking of Daniel Parker Jr., of Braden Willis, those guys. You get those guys blocking, blocking, and then that's what sets up, okay, you you, you block, you chip somebody, and then you just sneak behind for something, you know, up the seam or something like that over the linebacker. So, yeah, I think if you have a strong run game, then it opens up a ton of opportunities specifically for your tight ends.
0: Austin on the text line says, as a Texas fan, this game I have the most confidence in, and that has me worried. And I I figured that there would definitely be some Texas fans that felt that way. Like, well, logically, especially if OU's playing with the backup quarterback, we are the better team and should win, but we haven't necessarily proven that we handle must-win scenarios all that well, so... There's there's still some nerves on the Texas side, and and text Line is asking us if there's any sort of a midweek update on Dylan Gabriel. I haven't heard anything. No, well, and you're probably not going to hear anything until until kickoff. I'm I would sure. say uh,
1: t- 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 tomorrow at the absolute earliest, you might, and I mean might, hear something on Dylan Gabriel's status. More than likely, it's Friday or it's Saturday morning because concussions by nature are so touch and go, especially with the symptoms and the protocol, that it is way too early to get a clear sense of whether he's going to play. That said, the fact that he was at practice, albeit not in pads on Monday, I'd say puts him ahead of schedule and gives him, I think, a better chance than people would tend to believe right now that he could play this If he's
0: not playing Travis, I could see a scenario where he's warming up before the game and then, we find out in the first offensive possession who the starting quarterback is, and he just hangs out on the sideline. But he's dressed out and looking like he might play.
3: I, I don't know. know. I I think it would be silly for the coaching staff to um, divulge that information. Right? Uh, this isn't pros where you need to have people on a specific injury report. Need to, you know, Schefter doesn't have to tweet out uh, whether or not Dylan Gabriel is going to be playing in your fantasy lineups. Um, so uh, yeah, I I, I honestly hope that we don't find out until until you know we trot out onto the field in Dallas because you want to keep any competitive advantage that you can and going into this week if there were no concussion we wouldn't have and we, I mean, it would be guaranteed that Dylan's starting. They'd be able to prepare all week for Dylan. But you get some of these other guys in there, and now, now you've got Texas coaches right now that are you know, firing up uh, uh, Nick Evers' high school tape trying to figure out what they might see if that goes on. I mean, you're giving them so much more to think about right now, and you want to use that to your advantage.
0: 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's locked in with McComas, Thune, and Davidson today. More to come next. Keep it locked on the ref. Elite Roofing Systems are bringing you this hour of Locked In with McComas, Thune, and Davidson. Elite Roofing Systems, they're servicing all of Oklahoma's roofing needs Let Craig Cox Cox and the team at Elite Roofing put over three decades of experience to work for you. EliteRoofOK.com, or you can call 405-361-3094. That's their Oklahoma City office. Tulsa, they're here to serve you as well. 918-984-5475. That's Elite Roofing Systems. EliteRoofOK.com. I'll ask you both the same question, and Parker, I'll start with you. Better chance of happening. OU beats Texas on the field on Saturday or OU beats Texas in recruiting this year with OU sitting at number six overall and Texas sitting at number five overall. Better chance of happening. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like either one, is no, what it I, sounds like. I hate
1: answering that question because it's like it makes it sound like, well, one's gonna happen but not the other. I think there's a very realistic chance both things happen. Uh, I would say more likely OU out recruits Texas. Travis, because right now you've got a lot more high end targets still on the board for OU than you
3: do for Texas. Oh, listen to that sunshine pumping! Oh, we're <laughs> just gonna do both. Goodness gracious! Um, I-, I would tend to agree though um, on-, on on specifically the recruiting side. Right? I mean, we nearly jumped Texas. While while we were talking about our loss, we nearly jumped Texas because they had a wide receiver decommit. Now they're barely, barely by a razor's edge ahead of us, and we know that uh, Malik Muhammad, their top-rated corner, is going to be taking a visit to A and M. Um, there are discussions that Cedric Baxter is a flip candidate, specifically to Florida. Um, they've got they've got a lot of uh, a, a lot of kids that. Uh, seem to be having their eyes wander a bit, more so than at least Oklahoma does. So not only do we have more high-end targets out there, uh, but we have less high targets in the class that are looking to take visits to other places.
0: I agree with you guys, by the way. Brent from Jinx says, Are we done seeing a fullback at OU? The fullback play in the past at OU has been special. You are right. The fullback play for OU has been really good over the course of the past 20 years. Are we done seeing a fullback at OU? Parker, it kind of feels that way as mm. long as Jeff Lebby is the offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, it does kind of feel that way. And the Aaron Ripkowski legacy had to end at a certain point, didn't it? Because fullbacks are kind of going the way of the woolly mammoth these days in the sport of football. OU was one of the last teams that uh, held out with regular fullback use, if you can call a guy like Jeremiah Hall a fullback. Uh, but, yeah, it, just, it doesn't feel like that's coming back anytime soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Big fan of the fullback, but I would tend to agree. Doesn't feel like it's coming back anytime soon. Kyle and Broken Bow says, Texas fans do something every year on OU Texas weekend that makes me hate them more. For instance, last year they were drinking wine out of cans on the darts. Drink a brewski for crying out loud. Uh, Kyle, I agree (laughs) with you. Interestingly enough, Travis and I may have to take the darts To the Cotton Bowl. We have not talked about this yet, but due to our pregame duties and due to there being a uh, darts kind of stop right by the hotel, I don't know if you thought about that, Travis, but...
3: Oh, I, I love the dart. I usually stay okay. in Richardson, actually, and then take the dart all the way down. Although uh, I'll have to tell you a story off air sometime about uh, me uh, getting stranded because of the dart one late night while I was in college. That's what, something for off air though.
0: I uh, I have never I've never taken the dart, and I'm really nervous about it. So I'm just I'm trying to get feedback from everyone on, on if it's a great idea or if it's a god awful idea. That's oh, great. It's great.
3: It's y- great.
1: You sign off on the darts. I'm co-signing. Okay. Hey, Travis, are you uh, are you on the
3: private jet with Tyler? No, I'm slumming it, but I'm going down Thursday. I'm oh, going to be early. Dang, so sorry, t- Tyler's
1: really just stunting on all of us this weekend. Yeah, but I'm going you know, down. I'm going much.
3: down from Tulsa though, so I'm not getting stuck in any 35 traffic. Mine's smooth sailing the whole way. What
0: uh, what eats? do you have before the game? Parker will probably find, like, a Bucky stand at the Texas State Fair, and that'll be his pregame meal. Hey, listen, I am
1: I am not showing up to the State Fair a second after 7.30, so I'll probably hit Bucky's at, like, 6.15 a.m. But are you going to eat at the State Fair before the game? <laughs> probably not.
2: Hmm.
0: Probably not. I may grab a corny dog. It's just kind of one of those – I don't – have interest in having corny dogs at any other point in the year other than OU Texas. It's just more of a tradition thing, but if I eat at the Texas State Fair, it'll be a corny dog, a wax cup beer, and that's really kind of about it. What else do you need there, by the way? Nothing else. All right, that'll do it for Parker. Uh, Travis and I coming up next on The Rush. Keep it locked on The Ref.